Hello, I'm Dana Brooks of Facing Brooks Law Offices, and you are back for another edition of the Empower Hour brought to you by the Empower Plan. Well, I guess we're live now, right, ladies? I think so. Hi, everybody. This is Carrie Roan from Facing Brooks, and I've got my partners, Kimmy and Betsy, with me today. Hey, hey. And we've got an awesome guest, Kara Self. Hi, Kara. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for being with us. And I know Dana is watching on Facebook, so thank you, Dana. Um, Kara, why don't you um, introduce yourself to us? Tell tell us what business you own and who you are, and give us like a general background. Okay, so my name is Kara Self. I own Inspired Events by Kay Michelle. So what I do in my business is I hand paint, seal, and cure glassware. So what that is, is I paint glassware like wine glasses, beer pints, vases, planters, things like that, and seal and cure the paint on it so you can actually use it. So if it's like putting art on a wine glass or something like that, you can actually drink from it. So it's not just for decor. And from that, I host paint parties. So you can have a night with your girlfriends or like bridal party, something like that. And I'll come to you and have a paint party at your house or venue. And I'll also come to businesses and do like collaborations. So bring people to your venue and have like a ticketed event. Ooh, that would be fun. That'd be a lot yeah. of fun to do. Yeah, it's super fun. And I also do have a few roles in the community. I'm the director of community events at Capital City Chamber of Commerce. And I'm the program coordinator for her business is Bloomin' for Women Wednesdays. So you're busy, is what you're saying. Yes, in I some, am. To sum it up, yes. you're very busy. So I actually have a couple of your glasses somebody gave me for my birthday one year, for Christmas one year, and they're beautiful. Like I'm even scared to use them. I, don't, I know I can't use them, but I'm scared to use them because they're so pretty. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So how did you get into doing what you do? So it's very uh, a funny story. Whenever COVID was almost over, um, I had a few girlfriends over for a little Super Bowl get together and it was like four of us. And I was like so excited for to have girlfriends over. I was like, I'm going to paint their names on their wine glasses for the night. Yeah. So they came over and I did that because I've always been like super artistic. And obviously at the end of the night, the paint just washed down the drain when I went to, you know, clean up everything. Well, I was like, it would be cool to learn how to like keep paint on glassware. And <laughs> that's how Inspired Events was born. I taught so, myself how to Yeah, so I was about it. to say, so, so you're self-taught. You didn't like get a master's yeah. in fine arts or anything like that. Wow, that's really yeah. neat. <laughs> mm -mm. So yeah, I was, um, I'd, I've been in the service industry for about 20 years at this point. So bartending, serving, things like that. And I'd already kind of, you know, with COVID and all and missing, you know, being out of work and this and that, I'd already went back to school for entrepreneurship. So I'd planned on, you know, just doing like um, event planning, things like that. And so it kind of just turned and went in another direction. So how did you parlay kind of a little bit of a hobby, a little bit of a cutesy, craftsy thing into a very successful business? Because there's a lot of people that don't know how to do that, myself included. Right. So basically just taking, I think, my knowledge of being in the service industry for so long and like already knowing like the background in events and things like that, already going to school for entrepreneurship 
and then just tying all of that together. And I kind of, you know, whenever um, COVID had hit, I had long periods of time when I was out of work. I had um, been at Cool Beans for five to six years. So we had, you know, months of time where we were out of work. So I'd kind of taken that um, step of, hey, you know, nothing's really in my own hands at this point. You know, things happen in the future. I don't have control of, you know, what happens to me. Somebody else does. So I'd already made the decision, you know, I, I don't have any degrees at this point. You know, I'm going, I was 36 at the time. And I'd actually started go, um, watching Jimmy Fakes It's Come Back Stronger series. So, and I have on my little piece of paper here, I'd made my mission statement that my mission in life was to empower women from tough and humble backgrounds to grow into successful entrepreneurship. So this was almost to almost to the date. This was September um, of 2020. So this was almost two years ago. So I start. I went back to school. I had two years to finish my um, bachelor's degree in entrepreneurship, and I decided to build my business as a blueprint for women who may have felt like the cards are stacked against them, or you know, they came from a place that they didn't have financial support, spousal support, things like that. And I was going to grow and build my business without having loans or having, you know, a big support system and do it while getting my education. So then whenever I mentor other women, it would all tie in together. Wow. That's so impressive. And now four weeks away. Jeez. Congratulations. Dana's got a question. She wants to know if you've ever done a Rat Pack themed party. A Rat Pack theme party? Yeah. No, but I can do I can do anything. Okay, cool. All right, that's so, awesome. Yes, I can do that for you, Dana. Hey, um, so Denisha has joined us. Denisha is Hi. a longtime, longtime friend of Dana and I and a former client of Dana, and now she's one of our um, family members here at the firm. She works with all of us at Basic Brooks. So hi, Denisha. Hello. Do you have any questions for Kara about what we've talked about so far? Yes, I do. I was reading your um, Bradfordville Bugle um, article that they did, and you said something that I struggle with. You was talking about how you thought your biggest supporters would be your friends and your family and people you know. How do you put that to the side? Because me, I'm the type, you didn't share my post, I'm not sharing yours. So how do you <laughs> put that to the side and be like, you know what, even though they may not be, I'm going to still support and go out there and promote others it's kind of like you're putting yourself you know to the back burner and you're thinking about others and sometimes that's not easy to do because you think that your biggest supporters are going to be you know the people you know your family and your friends well they should be so what what did i miss because i i didn't see that so is there something that happened where it was on her facebook page i had went to her facebook page to kind of like um brush up and i seen that she had shared that article and so i was reading it and 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 that kind of stuck out she was saying you know how when she went in she thought oh i just knew i was going to have the support and she realized you know my biggest support is going to come from people i don't know strangers so i was just wondering you know how do you not focus on that the people you thought was going to help you are really not the ones that are there for you yeah, that's a great question. Wow, what a great topic to talk about. Yeah, definitely. So basically, the way that I overcame that, and like the article that I wrote on that <laughs> was, whenever I started painting glassware, I thought that my, you know, 
my aunts, my cousins, my mm -hmm. high school friends, everybody was just going to line up and want to buy a glass from me. And it wasn't right. the case. And the, the way I actually overcame that is the realization that it's actually like just a human nature case. It's not personal because it's more so that whenever you're doing something like for yourself and especially in like the entrepreneur world, it's not that they don't want to support you. I, I personally feel that maybe, you know, that they're just, they're doing a different lifestyle or they're not able to maybe chase their dreams in the way that they want. So it's maybe subconsciously, they're not supporting you the way that you would think they would, right. that it's not even maybe intentional, but it's kind of like, well, you know, if you go out and succeed and can do this while I'm maybe, you know, stuck in just uh, doing the same thing over and over, or maybe a rut, then subconsciously me supporting that kind of, you know, I can't do it. If I support you doing it, then it's just human nature, I think, right. kind of that, you know, that if they're mm -hmm. stuck and them supporting you, maybe they, you know, they just, they don't get it. They're not on that level of right. thinking. Right. I you guess. Know? I mean, I'm the, type of, I'm the type of person that when somebody succeeds at something like that, I'm so excited for them. Like, I want to share in it. I want to hear about it. I want to buy it. I want to see it. Like, it just mm -hmm. makes me happy to see somebody, especially somebody like you who go, you know, take, does it all by themselves with no support. You know what I mean? Like that makes me an even bigger cheerleader for you. So I'm surprised to hear that people get, um, I don't know, like jealous in a sense. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised. I think it's just a, a, an elevation of thinking though. And I don't, I think it's maybe potentially certain people, like if you're coming up from a certain level of thinking, maybe where you are, and then wait, like if you're in a, you come from somewhere that's more of a humble background or, mm -hmm. you know, then if you're coming up trying to do better, those people don't, aren't thinking like you are. Right. So yeah. that's more the case of that. Well, I'll stop doing all the talking and let um, Betsy or Kimmy, if you guys have questions, just pipe right in. Betsy, I see your new headphones. Oh, every week, baby. Are those your beats? Are those your beats? Um, no, these are not my beats. My beats are at home. These are my work um, headphones. So you like them? Should I bedazzle yeah. them? You have to bedazzle them. They should be like pink and sparkly. All right. I'm going to use my firm credit card, get some rhinestones. That's, that's the plan. So, hey, Kara, hey. I have questions about your parties that you do. Now, are these, okay. can we get we want more information. Okay, so are these like kid parties, grown-up parties, all of the above? So normally grown-up parties, um, whenever I do like ticketed events, if people have children coming, I'll bring like little wooden pieces or canvases for children to paint. But um, if I'm coming to your home, it's, it's normally grown-ups who do book for the glassware. But I mean, I can do mugs for children. So it's not saying that I, I haven't had children included. I just haven't c booked a children only party yet. Not okay. that I could, but. So take us through a typical party when you've done maybe with a fun theme. What would okay, it be so, like? So one of the first ones I did that was like one of my super 
fun concepts, we did say yes to the dress. So it was a bridal party and they wanted to, um, the bride actually wanted to throw a paint party for the bridesmaids. So what we did was I kind of do, I do a pre-template on the glasses. So I did um, different dress designs in white, like on all of their glasses. And then they designed their own glasses or their own dresses on the glasses. And we had like a little competition on which bridesmaid dress was the best. Awesome. So, That's really, the, really good. Yeah. And the bride herself, we just did her wedding dress on her class. Oh, that's great. Do weird, you know, we, they have wine and I can go ahead and do a glass for them to drink from that's already, you know, sealed and cured with like their Michelin all. So I can have one already made for them and then they paint their own as well. Awesome. So yeah. these, these glasses after they're painted, can they go in the dishwasher? Um, yes. And I say, no, I say hand wash them just because I'd rather not like I have one right here with me I've had this one for over a year and I've put it in the dishwasher several times and it's fine but I always tell people to hand wash just to be safe okay that's a very important question yeah yeah everybody asks. can we have a party at the firm can we have a party at the firm we, we yes what a great too. idea and we need cups yeah we need a, a theme That'd be awesome. what should our theme be Everybody start thinking of a theme. Yes. Well, it'd have to be the Comeback Stronger theme because she got inspired by Jimmy and his Comeback Stronger group. So yeah, yeah. that would be a good theme. Kara, have you read Jimmy's book? I have not read the book yet. It's great. It's great. I read his book and Dana's book. They're both really good. Story and everything. Like I was on that, the Zoom for in 2020 for whenever he was doing the Zoom series where we did, I think it was on Thursday afternoons. So I, I've heard a lot of his story and motivations. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great book. Inspiration. I, I actually got the audio book. And so I listened to it while I was driving and oh. it's in his voice. And so like listening oh, to awesome. him read the book, it's like, oh gosh, this is cool. But um, I recommend it. Um, Kimmy, did you want to jump in or can I ask another question? Yeah, let me jump in and then I'll give okay. it back to you. Mm -hmm. um, I want to, Kara, I wanted to know about how you started your business because I know your whole purpose was to start small and grow and then be able to be a model for other people. So can you give us some of the details of that? Did you start off mm -hmm. with money you had saved up to invest in product or how did, how did you get it going? So I had um, ended a long-term relationship and I have a daughter. So we, um, we were kind of starting fresh, just me and her in our apartment. And, you know, things were going on with COVID with my job and all being, you know, going unemployed, back employed, unemployed, back employed. So I really just had that moment where I looked at myself and decided, you know, what, what do you want to do? I could have stayed in the relationship I was in and, just kind of settled and worked as I wanted to and kind of stayed with the the guy's retirement like just stayed in my spot and you know just settled but I decided not to do that and I wanted to really go for my dreams and be able to do it in a way that you know hey you can do it without just being on the coattails of a man 
basically, mm. you know, you can, a lot of women, I feel like just stay because of financial reasons. And so whenever I started it, I knew that, you know, if I was going to do this, I was going to have to do it without, you know, big finances and things like that. So it was a way to start where I didn't have to have a big, you know, savings or anything. I started buying glassware in like little 12 packs and it was not, you know, a lot of money that I had to invest. And then after that, people start, you know, whenever I started building my network and such, people started donating a lot of glasswares and things like that to me. So I was and really just to build them that way. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So start small yeah. and then you would reinvest your profits. Exactly. And just keep growing. Um, and immediately. When did you uh, decide to expand the business to doing paint parties? Was that right in the beginning or was, did that come later on? So that was after um, building my network. So I'd actually, because um, even though I'd been in Tallahassee for like six years, I didn't know anybody here. I'm from Georgia. And so whenever I started just painting the glassware, I decided to, you know, try to go out and, meet people and I'd seen a flyer on the internet for working class Wednesday and it was women in business and it was one where Dana was actually speaking at we had Dana Renee Miller Dr. Michelle a lot of women were speaking at that one and I mean I did like I said I didn't know anybody in Tallahassee so I called Terrence Barber because his name was on the flyer and I was like oh I had and I was doing Easter baskets even then I was like I have these Easter baskets in this glassware could I vend at your event he's like yeah come on like yes girl bring your stuff it'll fit in because I, I mean I, I was clueless so I, it was at the Edison and I went and I heard everybody speak and you know and people actually bought my stuff for the first time and I was like oh my god people actually want to buy this and from there, I just, you know, I've met so many powerful women, some that are like my best friends now, and just was able to go to street markets and just grew and ended up, you know, doing the pitch competition for Working Class Wednesday. Uh, um, I won that in November of last year, which got me a membership to Big Ben um, Chamber of Commerce. I won money. I won a spot on Conversations with Nicole. Katrina Tuggerson was the judge of that pitch competition, which now, you know, I'm the director of community events for Capital C Chamber of Commerce. So her judging me at the pitch competition and then seeing my work after that all, you know, ties back to just taking that first leap and calling, you know, Terrence from seeing the flyer from Working Class Wednesday and really committing to building a network. Yeah, putting yourself out there. And yeah. it's incredible to me. It's two years since you made that dream. And during COVID, you know, COVID was a, a rough time for a lot of people. And you did the comeback stronger. You were like, all right, I've got a challenge. You know, how can I pivot? And that's, that's just really cool. Right. Yeah, that's really and impressive. Yep. That's what I was going to say. Like Kimmy just said is that you just went for it. And you just put yourself out there, which is hard to do. And it can be embarrassing and you feel insecure, but you just put yourself out there and it's like, it's snowballed on it, which is really neat. Yeah. And the thing about it was whenever I went in, I knew that the currency I had to work with was my energy and that um, my genuine energy and knowing that I may not have money to be able to finance certain things I wanted to do, but I have genuine care to help others. And I have a genuine energy to put out into the world. So that was what I worked with. 
and I know that other people can do that as well. Well, you know what you said too to Kimmy, which I think Dana would be like over the moon about because she loves, she loves kind of this topic is that you also wanted to create financial independence for yourself. And that's such a huge motivator for women. We need to be financially independent because the world opens up to you if you're independent and not dependent on somebody and not dependent on a man mm-hmm. for something, especially if you wind up getting in a relationship that you need to get out of. Maybe it's emotionally abusive or it's just run its course and you need to right. move on, but you, it's hard to do that unless you're financially independent. So I think that's a big motivator as well. And it's like, I, you're so inspiring to people. And I hope a lot of people are listening or do listen once it goes up on YouTube, but that you can turn a passion that might seem small or a hobby that might seem small. You can turn it into something big that creates that financial independence mm-hmm. for you. If you just network and just have the, um, the courage to just take that step and put yourself out there and talk to people and network. Right. That's exactly right. And you do, I mean, you do have to put yourself out there and you have to, to be able to not be afraid to talk to leaders and also listen to leaders. You know, I've had plenty of times with, you know, being an older lady that I have to listen to people who may be younger than me, who, you know, just know things more than I do. But you just have to be humble and understand that, you know, you may be older at this time but when you're successful you're there or whenever you know if i i'm gonna have my degree at 38 years old but when it's done it's done or if my business is successful at 40 it doesn't matter because it's done then so timeline doesn't matter at that point right and age doesn't matter either you're never too old right because when you when you have accomplished it nobody's going to be like well, at what age did you accomplish that? Because then they're just going to see you as a successful person. Right. Right. And Dana's life ran that course as well. I'm sure, you know, you know, she was a a paralegal when she had young children and wound up going back to law school when her children were older. But, you know, obviously she's, you know, one of the most successful lawyers in Florida and you don't know what her course was leading up to or what her choices were to to, you know, live a more flexible life for her young children and then go back to school when she got older. So, right. Kimmy, did I cut you off? I'm sorry. I think I like barged in on your conversation. No, no, you're good. I appreciate that. I did want to say when, Kara, when you were talking about how sometimes your mentors can be younger, I was thinking about how I was interviewing a young woman on our Comeback Stronger show and she knew everything about Instagram and like what time you're supposed to post things to get followers and how you like put uh, audio over things. I felt like a dinosaur. I was like, oh man, (laughs) technology has surpassed me. But (laughs) But it's true. Yeah. So Betsy, what did you want to say that um, Kimmy was going to throw it back to you for? Um, Well, first, I just want to know how it feels or how it felt for you when the first person picked up your art and really liked it and paid you money for it. How did that feel? It was awesome. I mean, just to, you know, because anybody who does artwork, you feel like you don't know who's going to like what. And sometimes Mm -hmm. things will sit forever Mm -hmm. and then it takes a certain person, but just to go to the first thing I went to and to have somebody see value in something you create 
because you're putting yourself out there whenever you create something. So it's always and you're putting thing. you're putting a little bit of yourself into everything you create. Like that's exactly. what art is. It's 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 your baby, <laughs> kind of. Right. And yeah. that had to be just a great feeling. Um, right. But tell us about the Bradfordville Bugle. Yeah. So I uh, one of I met somebody networking. Justice, she uh, does advertising for the Bradford Real Bugle, and she introduced me to the editor, and I offered to write an advice column about entrepreneurship, and just, you know, I decided based on the way, you know, maybe lawyers or people who uh, are business consultants, I decided to name it your first consultation is free. Mm -hmm. So it's just a little series called your first consultation is free. And it's going to be about probably five to 10 consultations with just different pieces of advice for entrepreneurs. That's awesome. Yeah. Is it something you enjoy? And do you, do you do it um, as a way to get, get your name out there and your business out there and also help people? <laughs> So um, writing something that's always came very natural to me. I've had a few articles I wrote for Women Wednesdays, but I actually, those articles I can knock out in probably 15 minutes. So it's just something, I mean, I'm passionate about entrepreneurship. I'm passionate about helping other people. So it's just something I can really just put down pretty quickly. And I, anything I can do to help others, I'm always, you know, down to go out and do it. Do you guys remember when people had blogs and they would just like post yep. on their blog and you could follow a blog? It seems like, I don't know, that ended. But um, people still have really good blogs that are out there and people follow. And it just seems to me like you're a person not only with a lot of energy, but ideas. Yeah. And so I think an entrepreneur, you got, a, you got either a book in you or a really good blog about women's entrepreneurship. Yeah. Or TikToks. Yeah. Let's, let's do, um, Carol, do TikToks. TikToks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd I don't know how to make a, a TikTok. You'll have to ask Kimmy. I'd rather like, <laughs> yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather watch Kara give like entrepreneurial advice in like a 30, 60, 90 second video <laughs> than read. Like, I don't know that, like you said, blogs are kind of a thing of the past. I mean, I didn't, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't even get into sure. them when they were around, but. I'll have to get with the director of communications at the Capital City uh, Chamber. He's really good at stuff like that. So maybe he'll help me out. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let us know so we can follow your blog. Right. <laughs> hey, Kara, you were talking about um, Women Wednesdays earlier, and we all know what that is because we've, you know, kind of been in it and we see it on social media and we've had a couple guests on from Women Wednesdays. But can you tell anybody who's watching what it is and how to get involved in it? Yeah, so uh, Women Wednesday, it highlights um, women in business and just really as a support system to help women network and do um, different things in Tallahassee. What my role is, I'm the program coordinator for Her Business is Blooming. So basically, I have the signs for everybody, like you can pick up your sign that says you're a local woman in business, but I also highlight local women in business. So we're on kind of a little break for summer, but um, I don't remember which month it was, but the first one that I did was um, Chantel with Remedy Spa. 
And basically we just had a whole celebration for her and her business at uh, Rabbit Creek Market. So every month or every two months, we'll be highlighting a woman in business and just have a celebration where she can invite her friends, family, you know, her network and just come and let people, you know, just show her love. So next up, we'll have LaCora uh, Hansford with uh, Gorgeous and LaCora and Company. So she'll be coming up next, but we just, you know, celebrate them in business. Where can people find how to get involved in Women Wednesdays? So it's womenwednesdays.com. So you can just go on there and there's a directory that shows all different women in business and you can sign up. There's articles that women have written, just a bunch of cool stuff. And so I think it's on social media too, Facebook group and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. So um, I, I have a question for you. What were some of the, like the fears or some of the setbacks that you had along the way and how did you overcome those things? I think um, every person in small business, there's always <coughs> want to give up hmm. because you work a lot. You know, there's not really, you know, there's nobody else helping you. <coughs> there's nobody, like if something has to be done, you're the one doing it. Like, especially with me and my glassware, if I'm going to a street market or if I'm, you know, setting up at a vendor event, I, you know, I was living on the third floor of my apartment complex. So it was me bringing all the glassware down, me, you know, putting it in my car, me loading up. If you, you don't sell anything that day, then you're loading everything back up and, you know, just not quitting, just saying, I'm just not doing this anymore. So that's the part that you probably deal with once every week or so. You're like, I'm just not going to do this anymore. So, and besides that, there's, you know, a fear of just thinking that nobody likes your stuff. You just, you're like, all of a sudden you're just like, nobody likes this. I'm not going to do it anymore. But, you know, just having faith and trust, that's kind of my mantra. So if I ever get in a spot where I feel like I've, I want to give up or I feel like something's going wrong. I, I always just take myself back to, you know, my center and I just say, have faith and trust and I move forward. And it's, it's worked out so far. Yeah. I imagine it's hard, like at the art shows, sitting there and kind of watching people walk by. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you probably have a really successful show and other times everybody just walks by and you're just sitting there like, oh, it's gotta be a little nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah. And especially if it's something that they're going for that I feel is like, like, not as artistic or, as, you know, not the thing that I feel like they should be buying. And I'm yeah. and they're just walking by me. I'm like, no. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot, Carrie, because now every time I go to some kind of art show, I'm gonna feel like I have to stop every <laughs> So nobody gets their feelings hurt. I do. I, I'm that type. When I go to the uh, arts in the park at the, at the chain of, uh, in Tallahassee, I'm always like, hey, I love your stuff. Like, I always try to at least say something nice because I feel so awkward. Like, I love looking at all of it, you know, but mm -hmm. I can't necessarily buy, buy yeah. it. Yeah, just, just throw everybody a beautiful work when you walk by or something. Okay. <laughs> Right, because up until now, I never thought about that. And now I'm going to be like, I have to say something to everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Thank you. I mean, this is how we grow. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. How did you go from the 
doing, you know, making the glasses and stuff and then moving over to the promotion. Like, let's say somebody like me, if I, if I wanted you to promote my business, is that just like a part of your networking, you know, what you do for the people that you're networking with? Or is that something that I can pay you to like host my event every day for a certain amount of days? Yeah, I just, I just promote people just because just I love people and I just you know the only thing that uh comes with like promotion when it comes like monetarily is mm -hmm. collaborating with businesses on like ticketed paint parties but right. that's not anything where anybody pays me or I pay them that's just a collaboration because it can bring uh revenue to their business and obviously right. you know the paint party aspect brings revenue to me so besides that, anything that I post or share is just something that I really see value in. So mm -hmm. it's there's been plenty of times when people think I'll, you know, work for something or am mm -hmm. affiliated with something. And I'm like, I'm really not. I just I believe yeah. in this or, you know, mm -hmm. I know these people and I know they're good people and things like that. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, Denisha, what you got cooking over there? I feel like you got some. <laughs> I have to be ready. I was like, they might need me, so I got to be ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I am digging having Denisha on. Oh, I love it. Kara, I wanted to ask you, um, in terms of expansion, are you trying to expand outside of the Tallahassee and local markets by advertising online or things of that nature? Um, I don't necessarily have a plan right now because uh, the next thing I was planning on doing is launching a mentoring program next year. So uh, for women, it's an entrepreneurship mentoring program. So that would be my next step. I really love Tallahassee and the local community here. I'm from uh, South Georgia, which I'm, it's not, I mean, I'm from Tipton, Georgia. It's not far away, but it's a totally different place. So I like being here and I like this community and I like the people who are here and the different culture that's here. So I haven't really thought about that part of like expanding the actual like paint parties. I mean, I've done stuff around, you know, in the area, but not necessarily. And I was yeah. thinking, I was thinking about uh, listing your products on. Oh gosh, I don't even know the sites anymore. eBay, like Etsy, and, yeah, Etsy, yeah. The thing with that is, um, like shipping is all like glassware can be kind of tricky. Yeah, that's a fair point. So, do you paint mugs? Yeah, or like coffee mugs or like glass. Yeah, mugs? like coffee, like coffee either. Well, I do, I do glass mugs. So. so do you like, how do you learn what to paint? I mean, do you like watch YouTube videos or how are you learning to be an artist and getting better and better as being an artist? No, I just, I just paint. I don't know. You're just naturally talented. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I usually, if people request certain things, I'll, you know, just look into it or just try my best or just practice things like that. Wow, have and you always been, I've you kind always of pivoted more. Um, I've always been creative, so yeah. Mm. And I've pivoted more now to paint parties where people are um, more interested in painting their own art now. So 
I don't want to paint my own glass. I would like for you to paint it. <laughs> yeah. People like to paint their own now, so. But yeah, I definitely want. I definitely want a glass that's beautiful, and then I'll paint one for fun, like while I'm drinking wine. But that's not going to be a very beautiful product. <laughs> Let me just be right. real. So, yeah. do you think? Um, I love the fact that you want to mentor other women, you know, through the Bradford Bradfordville Bugle, and then through your, you know, upcoming kind of mentorship. But like my. I guess my question is, do you feel like women face different obstacles in starting their businesses and being entrepreneurs that men don't face? Like maybe with the ease of getting financing or with the ease of social network, you know, like, you know, you know, guys are on the golf course all the time Mm -hmm. doing business. Like, do do you think that women face different hurdles than guys do? Well, I, um, I personally, the women that I want to mentor are women who, like I said, are from tough and humble backgrounds, but also feel that cards are stacked against them that may, where they may be single moms. They may not have spousal support. They may not have education. They may not have had parents that had education. So whereas, you know, or they may easily fall into traps of like the online mentor who says, oh, I can help you get rich quick or fix mm-hmm. your credit, things like that. Because, um, and that was why I went ahead and got my bachelor's in entrepreneurship to kind of have that background because I feel a lot of women are easy prey. And mm-hmm. I feel that there's a, a mentoring program needed that includes life coaching, that includes you know how to build your business like long-term that you don't have to do it fast, that you don't have to go and get those loans like right off the bat, that you know how to um, have credit and not just do a quick fix. So they don't just like fall prey to all of the, you know, people who are kind of preying on them. So if somebody does need to borrow money to finance their startup, what would you recommend they do? I mean, I would definitely recommend them going the route of like local help, like credit unions and, you know, places, chamber of commerce, places like that to help them get the right kind of advice, not, you know, going online and applying for crazy loans. So, and that's kind of the way I feel like people are getting preyed upon. So you have a attractive attractive person online saying hey I can fix your credit here and I can give you five thousand dollars and they but they don't know how to have fixed credit and then continue to you know work with that credit that is all all of a sudden fixed right because they used it right or properly so what are the other like tidbits that you learned along the way that you'll be offering in the Bradfordville? Um, what's it called? Bradfordville Blues? Bugle. Bugle. <laughs> Bugle. I'm thinking of the club. So I talked about networking. I talked about, you know, um, everybody kind of being on their own, like their own path and their own journey and kind of not looking at other people and seeing, uh, trying to compare. I really, I don't, I don't know what else I'm going to talk about. I kind of just, you know, sit down and see what, what's coming next. So we'll see, I guess. Where can we find it? Where is it going to be online? 
So it, it is online and um, I know there is a paper copy that goes out as well. It's one of the, uh, it's a it's a new newspaper, but it's one of the community newspapers. So I'm not exactly sure. I get mine special delivered. So I'm not exactly sure where the, the drop-off locations are, but if you get in contact with Justice Barrington, she can definitely help you out with that one. Cool. Why don't we circle back around? You want to start, Kimmy, if you have any other questions. Oh, Betsy's got a question. Betsy's got her hand raised properly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so I, I've always thought, to your point about educating women about um, the right way to get credit, the right way to fix credit, mm -hmm. the right way to borrow money to start a business. Um, I've always thought that would be such a great class for high school. Right. Um, you know, not don't make somebody go to college and major in entrepreneurship to learn all of that, because those are just basic life skills. And it, I, I think that could be important for women you were describing who, you know, who knows what their future really looks like. But if we can give them this education sooner and earlier, maybe they can see that they have, this might be an option for them if they have something they're really good at or passionate about, and there's a right and a wrong way to go about it. And I think it all just kind of comes together with finance, you know, basic, basic finance. What is a loan? What is interest mean? What is compound interest? You know, all of these things that we, we teach kids some of it, but like applying that knowledge to real life and a future would be awesome. Right. So I'd like to nominate you to do that at local high schools. Yeah, definitely. And I even, I mean, and there's, and there's so many more dynamics as well. Like if you, we don't, we don't understand that we have women who are 20 to 30 years old that do not have the upbringing that everyone else has when it comes to even business etiquette or have children that they're raising in a way that they were raised that nobody's going to get ahead mm -hmm. because they, they don't know basic life skills or basic, you know, like you're saying, basic things with credit, just some basic all like all over skills so instead of just focusing on like okay well we have a business class or we have this we really need something that kind of captures every aspect of you know what it, what it takes to get ahead so Betsy my boys go to Florida virtual school and I just registered them yesterday for classes and my son Gabriel that's going into his senior year they offer economics with personal financial planning in there. And then they offer like a regular financial planning class. And then I saw that they have all these other electives, leadership, uh, career research and studying. So anybody that's watching that doesn't have those offered at their regular curriculum, you can add Florida Virtual School in like as a summer class for your kids or as an additional class to your regular school. So as your littles get older, definitely look into that if you don't see that on whatever, you know, high school that they go to, because you can do it um, with FLVS as an additional class or whatever. I love it. I love it. Y'all, this is my soapbox, has been for years. Like, yeah. we should not be graduating our kids from high school mm -hmm. and saddling them with student loans when they don't really understand it. Let's teach them. Right. Well, they even okay. have a parenting class. So like, not to get way off topic, but like, my God, like somebody's got it. <laughs> a lot of kids need to be taught how to parent. And I, you know, I would have, exactly. um, you know, I, I remember we had a class where you put like the, you, you have like an egg to carry around. And if you break the egg, you're a shitty parent. 
you gotta find ways with your partner or your boyfriend to like take care of this egg but like I don't know it just seems like um I, I noticed that yesterday that it seems like the curriculum has evolved at least from when I was in school to maybe offer more practical stuff now yeah it's needed we didn't have eggs we had bags of flour like paper bags of flour mm. that we dressed up as a baby <laughs> <laughs> and they just assign you somebody to be your partner to like raise the sack of flour child <laughs> oh man I just had flashbacks that was that was crazy <laughs> did you drop your egg me no I didn't drop my egg no okay Okay, yeah. <laughs> when you said that I felt like some trauma coming from you like, like there was a story there now that we're on like this parenting discourse I mean you know you don't really know how to be a parent until you are one and like I I, I actually, don't know right I actually apologize to my kids sometimes and Denisha I want to know if you do the same thing because I think you're a really good parent but like, and you've got teenagers like I do but mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm so sorry. I've never been the mom to a 17 year old boy before. I, I, I'm doing the best I can. And I'll actually say mm-hmm. that to them. Cause I'm like, this is a team approach. Like we're on the same team. We're, we're trying to grow up together kind of, you know, even though I'm 47, I still don't know what the heck I'm doing. Like, so I don't know, Denisha, do you ever say yes. that? <laughs> I had to apologize to Tremaine last night. He came home from work and he was like, mama, did you start the wash machine? And I was like, you know what? I didn't. What was I doing? Why did I even forget? And it was like, I forgot. I was like, I am so sorry, but I forgot. But it's like your mind be on a thousand other different things. It was something that he needed. And I was like, my mind was so, I remember you telling me. And now that you telling me, asking me that I did it, but I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah. I we think do it's the okay. best we can. I think parenting has evolved to the to the place where it's okay to like mm-hmm. let the kids know that we make mistakes. That we're wrong, right? And I try to do that too. Because how his, is sorry? I was going to say with his um, decision after school, I told him what I wanted him to do, and so I had to check myself and say, "This is not my path. This is his path." So I have to support him and let him know if you need me, I'm there for you. But have a plan. Make sure mm-hmm. that when you go, you have a plan. But I was at work and he was calling me and I was like okay you didn't handle that right so I had to fix it and say you know just because I don't think what you want to do is is an ideal plan that doesn't mean that's not the right plan for you so like you said as parents we still don't know we're still I got a a 21 year old and a 18 year old and I'm still learning yeah 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 Kara how old's your daughter She'll be 14 in October. Uh, so you know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, definitely. My, we my have to be 13 in November. I have a daughter. That, mm-hmm. they're, so they're about yes. a year apart. I, I couldn't we leave the hospital. Let me take her home. Car. Like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're at a fun age, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's a car where we have our issues on the way to school, I feel, that we have to have our apologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you just love her through it. That's what I keep telling yeah. myself. Love so her how it. are you, how are you empowering your daughter as she's going through that sensitive age of a 14 year old? And, and Betsy, that's a good question for you too, since your daughter is 13. How are you guys empowering your girls to be independent and strong women? Communication. Mm. And just like you said, like apologizing when needed and uh, keeping communication open 
and just basically explaining things like we have open communication. I let her, you know, tell her feelings and she knows at the end of the day that I love her for her and that she can tell me anything she needs to and just, you know, we're best friends, enemies, basically. I embarrass the crap out of her, but she knows that I got her back. <laughs> I heard this really mine too. That's a new thing. And I, oh, I realized that's like it. my favorite pastime, you guys, is embarrassing my kids. It's awesome. <laughs> Especially when you're driving, like with boys, when you're driving in the car, and if I can dance and sing at the same time when I'm driving, oh. they're mortified. And it just makes me do oh, yeah. more. <laughs> My yeah. radio is too loud, but they can play it loud. But when I play it loud, oh, yeah. why got it up so loud? Right? Right. I just, when I'm um, listening to Yacht Rock and singing along <laughs> and they're like, mom. Right. I just heard a really good interview with Kevin Hart and um, he's talking about his kids and he had, he's, he's a hilarious comedian. And um, he's talking about how he has this time where his kids can come to him and say whatever they want to say and however they feel. And he promises not to get angry, not to curse. The kids can't curse either when they talk to him, but he wants to like create this neutral zone where they can, they can express how they are feeling in a, in a safe environment. Even if they can upset you, you're not going to get upset back. So I'm going to try That's doing a that. Great idea. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too, because I have that kind of communication with my kids, but I will definitely get upset if they tell me, you know, I just curb checked your car and I just busted your rim right. on the car. Like, but I should try to create that type of zone, I think. Well, Betsy, how are you empowering your daughter? Um, you, you know what it is with the communication? Like the biggest impediment to communication is fear. Fear of disrupting that relationship. So providing mm -hmm. that neutral, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. Um, so I empower her, I think, through lots of pep talks, um, honesty about what the world expects of her, to, to whom much is given, much is expected. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I try to teach her that as she gets older, she's got to become less and less dependent on me and her dad and, more, you know, handle more of her life on her own. Now, we're always going to be there and we're going to be you know, checking her text messages and things like that. But as far as getting her homework done, submitting her assignments, which they do online now, and they've all got these Chromebooks. It's a lot. It's a lot to keep track of, but mom's already got a full-time job. So this is your job and sticking to that. And so she gets used to being independent and empowered and in charge of certain things in her own life. Yeah. That's awesome. So my daughter, um, when it comes to- Well, I don't know if I'm doing it right at all. That's just what I do. <laughs> well, I, I like that because when it comes to my daughter's grades, she uh, she's very, very smart, but she has a lazy streak. So she knows mm -hmm. that she has to keep A's and B's. And if she falls under a B, then I'm in her, what I say is I'm in her business. And if she don't want me in her business mm -hmm. and making her study and make checking her homework and all that, she has to say A's and B's. So I give her that little bit of lenience with the B's because I know she's a straight A student, but she's A's and B's or I'm in her business. She got to study. She has to, you know, I check her homework and all that stuff. So, and, but it works because she keeps her A's and B's and, you know, she knows that standard. So she does not want mama up in her business. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Well, we've only got a couple minutes left, so why don't we go around one more time with any questions or closing comments? Kimmy, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, Kara, thank you for being on. I just want to give you a minute if there's anything else you wanted to talk about and express about encouraging women and entrepreneurship. I just want to kind of give you the floor for a minute. Okay, well, I just want to say thank y'all for having me today. And if there's, you know, anybody who's watching who has felt discouraged as an entrepreneur or, you know, just as a woman in general, you know, navigating the world, just keep the faith and know that you can do it and don't give up. Is that your number, Kara, that's in the background so people can call Oh, it you? is. Look at there. Oh, look at there. Yeah, it is. Do you recommend and, any um, books or any, like, any websites or any books or anything that somebody can go to that you've been to that you found helpful? Oh, man. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. But anybody can definitely reach out to me on Facebook. And I'm more than happy to talk to anybody about any aspect of their business or bring them to any networking things I do. So, you know, just no creepy like stalker people, but you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, any, anything like that, I'm more than happy to help. That's awesome. What about you, Denisha? Do you have any kind of closing questions or? Yeah, I do. I kind of want to piggyback on what you was talking about when you were saying how she focused, how you focus on the women and how you're going to do the um, women mentorship. I was wondering when you first started out, was that something that you, that when you came out, you said, you know what, I'm going to only focus on women or was this like a coincidence? Was it something that you seen that, you know, mm -hmm. women are mostly you know the people that I network with so that's what I'm gonna do my focus on was it like a coincidence that you did that you focus on the women or was that something that you came out and said you know what I'm gonna do this strictly for the women um I just felt like since it was my path and my journey and what I was going through that it would be the best thing to focus on helping is what I was going through so. gotcha so if yeah. a man wanted to be mentored you wouldn't say well I only do the women you would include the no, no, I definitely help out. Okay. Just not as much fun now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they already have yeah. a lot of help. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, right. They're, they're kind of already starting off well ahead. So, right. <laughs> they're all set. <laughs> Betsy, you're up. Oh, well, I, I'm just so glad to have met you. This has been really fun. Uh, yeah. You're going to check out your, your social media and take some of your tips on networking. I, you know, I, I just want to say the thing again about a blog or a book, because, you know, we've been here an hour and you've dropped a whole bunch of pearls of wisdom on us. Thank and you. so I think someday for you, that might be in the cards, but thanks for coming on. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you. yeah I agree. Kara, where can everybody find you? Where can our listeners and our viewers find you on social media, website, address, phone number, give us all your deets. So um, my Facebook page for my business is Inspired Events by Kay Michelle. My website is www.inspiredeventstally.com. And then my personal Facebook is Kara Michelle Self. And I'm more than happy to answer any questions there as well. Thank and my so Instagram much. is Kara underscore inspires. Yay, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being our guest today. It's really awesome. been fun. fun. Yeah. And I, I agree with Betsy. Like, I, I definitely think a book or a blog or a vlog or a TikTok channel is in your future for sure. All right. Sounds good. I'm down for <laughs> All it. All right. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Thanks so much. Bye.